He muted the mic on me. <laughs> anyway, I'm loud enough without it, I think. But anyway, and didn't we have a wonderful service Sunday night? And I believe that's just a little taste of what God's getting ready to pour out upon this church and upon this town and upon His church worldwide. God wants to work a work, but who's going to let Him? And it's up to us to let Him. Well, those of you that have heard me before know you won't be here long. But those of you that haven't, don't worry. If you come in hungry, you won't die of starvation. <laughs> but I do feel like God has given me a message of encouragement for someone here tonight. Brother McCall asked me Saturday afternoon, or yeah, Saturday afternoon, if I'd be okay with preaching tonight. And I really like it that he gives kind of advance warning like that. But I felt like God impressed on me a thought Saturday night. That was before I knew what Sister Rachel Jones was going to preach to us Sunday night. That was also before I knew that God was going to speak to us directly at the end of that service. So I feel like it was kind of confirmation on what I want to talk about tonight. Because I feel like somebody wants to encourage somebody tonight to go ahead and step out on faith and believe that God's got their way prepared for them. And a scripture reference I'm going to use tonight is actually my favorite scripture in the whole Bible. And there's a story behind why it is my favorite scripture, but I don't want to get into that tonight because it's kind of irrelevant to this service. But uh, sometime if you want to hear it, just catch me aside and I'll, I'll tell you the whole story because it means a whole lot and there's a lot of significance behind when God gave this scripture to my whole family. We didn't know the trying time that we was fixing to face. And this, this scripture has been an anchor and something that we can grasp a hold of during that trying time knowing God was going to see us through. The scripture I want to go to tonight is Isaiah 41 and 10, probably a very familiar scripture for a lot of folks. But just listen to it as I read it tonight or you read along with me and just let it speak to you because it speaks volumes. It says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And what I feel like God impressed on me Saturday night that he wanted to tell somebody is, trust me, I've got this. You know, a lot of times God speaks to us, and He tries to encourage us, He tries to nudge us to do something. Hey, if you make yourself available to God, soon enough God is going to ask you to step outside your comfort zone. He's going to ask you to go somewhere that, that you've never been. He's going to ask you to speak to somebody that you've not spoken to before, or someone that you've always kind of been scared to mention the gospel to before. Or He may, you know, he may impress upon you to... You know, take a part in ministry that you've never, that you didn't even think that you were able to do. But I'm here tonight to tell you that God's saying, Trust me, I've got this. And when you got God at your back, it's sort of like when you were a kid and you were going to face down that bully down the street. As long as you knew your daddy was standing behind you, you could face anything. Whatever God is impressing on you to do and whatever He's trying to nudge you to do, Trust him. He's got it. 
He's got your back. If he calls you through to it, he'll see you through it. And he'll prepare that way. And, uh, you know, I thought tonight that we may look at a few people that actually, they kind of, God called them to do some things, called them to step out of their comfort zone. And then they started trying to tell God the reasons why they couldn't do. I do those things. God wants me to do something like, I, no, I, I, I don't speak well with strangers if I'm looking at them face to face. I talk to strangers all day long on the telephone, and that's okay because I'm not looking at them. But, you know, it's like I make up excuses. And I'm sure you make up excuses when God tries to get you to do something like, nah, nah, God, no, not me, I can't do it. And you start giving him all these reasons why you can't. Well, let's look at Moses. And really just think about him for a little bit. You know, Moses, he, he had somewhat of an eventful life. And most of the time we think about how he just led the children of Israel out and all the great things that happened. But there were steps that he had to go through before he got to that point. In Moses, in uh, Exodus chapter 3, he was standing before the burning bush. And God first told him, said, I want you to go and I want you to lead my people out of the land of Egypt. Moses was like, God, I can't go back there. I killed an Egyptian. You know, and they'll know, they'll know who I am, and they'll remember that. God said, no, that's taken care of. That Pharaoh's dead. He don't remember who you are. And he said, well, God, and he says, how are they going to know it was me that sent you, that was you that sent me to, to deliver his people? And he, and he gave him a list of things to do, and he, and he, and he proved it in fr- to Moses right then and there in front of the burning bush. Moses being hard-headed, even after seeing that, he said, But God, I don't talk good. I don't talk plain. I've got a problem. And he said God kind of got mad at him. He said his anger was kindled toward Moses. And he says, Your brother, your brother Aaron, you know, you, you speak to him, and then I'll have him speak for you. But you know something that's really kind of interesting? If you read on... You don't see where Aaron really spoke for Moses. You see where Moses actually stood up and did the talking himself as God was speaking to him. But the fact of the matter is, when, when Moses finally decided to trust God, to honestly know that God had his back and God was going to prepare the way, the mighty things that God was able to do through Moses. When after, he had deliver, after God had delivered the uh, Israelites out of the hand of the Egyptians... They thought they were home free, and the next thing you know, Pharaoh's on their back and chasing them down to the Red Sea. They get to the shore of the Red Sea, and I'm sure Moses had to be thinking, God, where are you now? Matter of fact, that's what some of the people were saying. You know, you brought us down here, and now we're going to die. God said, stretch your rod out. The Red Sea parted. They crossed on dry land, and when the Egyptian army tried to follow them, they were swallowed up in the Red Sea. I'm here to tell you tonight, if God's calling you to do something, don't worry about it. God's got this. All he's wanting you to do is just step out on faith, believe him tonight, and let him prepare the way for you. All he wants you to do is be a willing vessel that he can use, and he will make the way. Another guy that uh, decided he wanted to argue with God a little bit, 
If you look in Judges chapter 6, the land of Israel had fallen under the Midianites, and Gideon, when the angel of the Lord came and spoke to him, he was hiding grain in a wine press. He was hiding it from his enemies because they were scared it was going to be taken away from them. Now, when the angel of the Lord appeared unto Gideon, he didn't say, hey, Gideon. He said, thou mighty man of valor, the Lord is with thee. I don't know about anybody else, but if someone called me a mighty man of valor, I'd look around to see who they were talking to. But then the angel started talking to him and said, Gideon, God is going to use you to deliver his people from the hands of the Midianites. And that's when Gideon started kind of arguing with the angel of the Lord. He said, me? My family's poor, and I'm the least among my brethren. In other words, he said, God, I, I have nothing to offer. We're nothing in, in, the, in the land of Israel, and I sure am the least among my family. I'm nothing. My other brothers have got way more talent than me. They're way more capable than I am. But what was cool is the angel said, Fear not, for I'm going to be with you. In other words, what he was saying, just trust me, I've got this. And I'm here to tell you again, if God's trying to push you to do something, if God's just giving you that little nudge, maybe it's some kind of ministry, maybe it's whatever. You know what it is, you know what God's speaking to you, but I'm here to tell you tonight, God wants to let you know, don't worry, I've got this. You know, as Gideon, as he went on, he started to kind of step out on faith a little bit. and uh, The angel of the Lord showed him one thing, had him bring an offering, and the angel called down fire, consumed the offering. So that kind of gave Gideon a little bit of faith. You know what, this, this is God, God's with me. And later on, he needed a little more convincing. He had to put the fleece out. And after God answered this fleece two times, he said, okay, God, I, I know it's you. So then he calls, he calls the people together to assemble his army. He had 32,000 men, and he was going against the Midianites. And I'm sure most everybody here knows the story. God said, you got too many folks. Now he's going against a mighty army. And all of a sudden, God's saying, you got too many folks. He said, Get them all together and tell them whoever's scared, just go home. So just like that, he went from 32,000 men to 10,000 men. Just that fast. Now, I would have I, I been saying, are you sure? But God wasn't done yet proving himself to Gideon. He said, you still have too many men. Of course, if you read the story... You know, he had them go down to the river. He said, have the men drink. And after this test, only the ones who lapped water like a dog were left. And he took a force of 32,000 and brought it down to 300 men. But he proved the point that it's not by your power and your might. It's God that does the work. And that's what God's wanting to tell you tonight. It's nothing that you do in yourself. He's wanting you to trust in Him, to have faith that He's going to see you through and that He's got your back. Trust Him. He's got this. 
And we all think about Peter. You know, he actually betrayed the Lord three times, or denied he knew him three times. He was just a fisherman. And fishermen are some of the roughest, crudest guys that you'll ever run into. That's what Peter was. Matter of fact, one scripture in the Bible even refers to him as ignorant and unlearned. He and John both. It said that they had perceived that they were ignorant and unlearned. But yet, it was this rough fisherman, someone that had denied that he even knew Jesus three times, that Jesus Christ himself called the rock. And he said, upon this, church, this rock I will build my church. He also gave him the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And it was also this same crude, rough fisherman, this ignorant and unlearned man that preached on the day of Pentecost when 120 people received the Holy Ghost and another 3,000 afterwards. I'm telling you, if God's calling you to it, God will see you through it. All he's wanting you to do tonight is step out on faith and believe. If he's called you, he's prepared the way. It's just up to you to take that first step and trust him and believe. And that was just my, my, my goal tonight was to deliver what I felt like God had given to me. And I wanted to encourage you tonight and say, God is telling you, don't worry, I've got this.